For hour after hour, the train roared and swung through the same arching, parching desert. One would hardly see fifty head of stock in fifty miles, except for the horses hanging up to the fences at the railway stations. These horses, being maize-fed, found themselves in quite unaccustomed high spirits. After a while, we began to climb the range up into the New England tableland. Here there were occasionally to be seen patches of rough, coarse, rushy-looking grass, and everywhere there was a litter of leaves where branches had been cut down to feed stock. The squatter explained the situation. This, he said, waving his hand towards the surrounding grey desert, is the good country. This is where they're sending their stock to, to keep them alive. There's thousands and thousands of stock being travelled down here for this grass, such as it is. And will it save their lives? No, it only makes their funeral a bit more expensive. This rubbishy dry stuff that they have to eat, they can't digest it, and it bulls inside them and kills them. Cattle, too. What's going to come of the country, then? Oh, as soon as the rain comes, they'll have to go round and try to get money for a fresh start. Then where they're going to get it, goodness knows. The land's mortgaged up to its neck already, and the stock are dead. They've got the price of land too high. That's where the trouble is. A man has to pay such a price to get a property in any of these settled districts that he has to overstock from year's end to year's end to pay his interest. You'd think stations would be cheap now, wouldn't you? Well, they're not. The most of them are heavily mortgaged, and the mortgagees won't let them be sold at a loss. And the men who are not under mortgage, of course they're not going to sell cheap. It's as hard to get a place now as ever it was. We swung through New England and on up to the northern districts, nearly to the border. Here we came on the cattle country, where the big ranges are. Here there was grass of a sort, the sort that is no good. Meat in the town, sixpence a pound. Butchers going out of business because they could get no stock to kill. We left the train and got horses, and rode out past one of our principal northern towns, over the same bare granite-like earth. But here a bit of alluvial or volcanic soil had given a chance to grow crops, such crops as they would sneer at in almost any other part of the world. What's this land worth? we asked the squatter. He looks round over the surrounding parched flats, where a few cockies, i.e. small settlers, were farming, and where some shadow-like cattle were groping about among the stalks of a field of maize. They have to pay fifteen shillings an acre rent, he said. The land isn't for sale, but if it was, they'd have to give about twelve pounds an acre. Twelve pounds an acre for that sunburned desert? We began to understand why some men were off to South Africa. We passed on out of the area of good land and came on to the real, genuine Australian bush. Hour after hour and mile after mile, we rode through thick, stringy bark and hop scrub among rocks and falling timber, picking our way down sidelings and up dry watercourses, and in the whole of two days' riding, we did not see any land that would keep a family. This is unalienated crown land. There were supposed to be five thousand cattle in these hills, but a two days' ride only showed us about fifty live animals. Where were the rest? No wonder that the typical Australian is a bitter cynic, such a country would make a cynic of anybody. Not only are they cynics in droughtland, but they're all politicians. Every man has a legislative pill that would cure all evils, 
if he were only allowed to administer it. We found one descendant of Cincinnatus at a farm where he was trying by the aid of two half-starved horses to break up the ground with a cultivator as it was too hard for the plough. What this country wants, he said, leaving his horses and coming to the fence to talk to us, is to have the good land forced into use. What's the good of small farmers going on to this drought country? It'd break Tyson. There's lots of districts where there's good land lying idle. Illawarra and the like of that. How are you going to bring it into use? Do like Seddon done in New Zealand. Tax them till they have to use it or sell it. It's no good resuming it at high prices because the cockies can't make it pay. Tax it till they have to sell it cheap. Then you'd start to save the country by ruining those who own the land now. The reformer was quite prepared to sacrifice other people in the good cause. He can't be helped.